All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany. And I'm Germany. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. 
Hey, y'all. So, you know, we're back, honey. We had to come back with another episode from our Nike Talk of the Yard series. Mm-hmm. Another great one loading here. Yeah. Um, we already told y'all we visited a few HBCUs, Winston-Salem State University, where we got a chance to speak with some inspiring folks, some change makers. And this week, we're sharing the story of Dot. B-Dot. Mm-hmm, B-Dot. He's an alum of WSSU, um, really setting a standard out there for how you reach back as an alum and, you know, continue to collaborate with the current students. Um, I think it's really refreshing to have a male, a man on the pod who's inspiring and vulnerable and transparent with their journey and just allowing us to come into their world. Exactly. And you a know? good man. A good man. One thing about it, when we bring men on these shows, they gotta Shuff, have sense. They're quality men. <laughs> yeah. When we bring men on this show, they are quality men. And I have to say that B Dot definitely represents the standard of quality. Mm-hmm. He's a family man. He's a community man. He's a businessman. He's that man. Right. I don't know another way to be a better man. I, I right. Okay. He's a good man, Savannah. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to share our conversation. Like Germany said, it was a goodie. We we feel like you'll get some good information from it and special shout out to beat for really warming the crowd up for us mm. he brought the energy the crowd was receptive and it just provided for the great foundation for an amazing conversation so let's get i'm excited it. for y'all to hear it yeah let's do it okay so you started in 2000. You still have maintained close ties with the university as an alumni. How has going to an HBCU really influenced your life and your career? Oh, man. Um, Winston-Salem State literally changed the trajectory of my life. Um, when I came to college, I didn't know who I was. I was a felon. I was a felon at 16 years old. I never really thought I would have a career. Um, typical, grew up in our household with just one parent popped up. Um, and I decided to go to college, not because I wanted to better myself, but my mom legit gave me an ultimatum. She was like, you have to get out of my house this fall. Listen. You either have to get a job or you gotta go to school, but you're getting out of my house. And I was like, well, if I go to college, that's four years I can just chill, so I'm gonna do that, you did? And I'm from Greensboro, so I didn't wanna go to a So I came to Winston-Table State. And um, it was the best decision ever, man, because I learned a lot about myself, um, the moniker B-Dot, that name was created here at Western Central State. One of my partners, my freshman year, gave me that name. And by my sophomore year, I was doing PA announcement in the press box. I never thought that I would be, I, I never had aspirations to do that, but I would host a bunch of events on campus. And the chancellor at that time, Harold Martin, who is now the chancellor at A&T, and he's about to retire, actually, um, he actually pulled me to the side and said, I love the way that you can, you know, you can um, appeal to the students and administration. Do you think you have any interest in doing PA? And I'm like, yeah. So I did the first game and I had a great time in the press box and in the Winston-Salem Journal, they wrote the worst article ever of me. Talked about how unprofessional I was. Um, I wasn't sick, I was up to tee up. Like, y'all been, who been the games? Y'all been the games? Yeah, so y'all know how I did, right? I was doing all of that lit for us, but when they were doing something, I wouldn't even say their name, like nothing. Touchdown six. And they're like, that's very unprofessional. You know? And the AD at the time, Chief O'Callwell, and the Chancellor, they all pulled me in the office and they said, You have a great skill set. If you could just learn the professional side, mm. you would be dangerous. Mm. 
And from that, I've literally been able to create a career out of PA announcing and hosting events. And again, that all started right here at Western Central State, sitting in those seats. So I hope it's all about all my events. So when I think back to my college days, there were key moments and experiences that really altered my brain chemistry. One of those was like you mentioned about Brittany and I joining a sorority. We're line sisters and it brought out a lot of me. What It's already in you, but it helps you to harness, you know, those characteristics and qualities. And we started that podcast only because we met in college and online and the whole bit. So y'all were mass comments? No. no. Oh, wow. Psychology, big psychology. Yeah, sociology. So. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, being in the sorority and meeting my best friend, we decided to create this podcast, and every day I'm able to live out my purpose mm -hmm. and make a positive impact in the lives of black women and, and black people. We are so passionate about leveraging who we are as people through this medium. Um, but what do you think has been a key, uh, your experience here at HBCU, what do you feel like was it a key moment or experience here that really allowed you to positively impact change? Um, <laughs> honestly, get caught smoking weed in Brown Hall. <laughs> no cap. I mean, I'll tell you why. I was skipping class with one of my partners, and it was a, a speech class, and the professor at that time, rest his, rest his soul, was Lorenzo Logan Beecham. And we didn't go to class, and our teacher, Professor Beecham, told the class, everybody who did come to class, if y'all tell me what room they're in, we'll let y'all leave class. And they snitched. You know they snitched. You know they snitched. Yeah, I was snitched. Yes. 5.15 round hall door. So we were knocking at the door. We in the room chilling. We were knocking at the door. This and I'm like, yo, and I go to the door. He's like, yes. And he's like, it's Mitchell. We open the door, and we sit on one bed, and he sits on the other bed, and he puts his hat, he used to always wear for the door, he puts it on his knee, and he just looks at us, and he says, are y'all going to see, we're freshmen, he says, are y'all going to come here and ruin your lives for some weed? Mm. And it wasn't the fact that that question was so profound, it was the fact that he gave a damn enough right. to come over there and find us and would not let us get left behind like that. That's an HBCU, yeah. for real. Like, you, like, I don't know, I know this would be the, I like, no shade to any other uh, university, but an HBCU, that's what's gonna happen. Like, he saw something in us that we didn't see. And we made a vow, we would never miss this class ever. And he became a super mentor, to the point, my junior year, he saw me walking on campus. He said, yo, what are you doing? I said, I'm just chilling. He said, hop in the truck. Me and him smoke the jacket. Yeah. Even though he knew, he never came in and said one thing about stop smoking weed, y'all shouldn't be good. He didn't give us that father speech. He was like, I see y'all doing something stupid. I know you're going to do stupid stuff, but don't risk the benefit and while you're here yeah. doing stupid stuff. One of my biggest regrets of college, too, one is I didn't pledge alpha. Like, I wanted to pledge so bad, but my GPA sucked. And at the time, like, I was the guy. Like, I was hosting everything. Like, I was a big deal. Like, so I told them, I'm like, bro, like, forget my GPA, don't die. And they was like, no. no yeah. Okay. You know, I respect it. You did. But I didn't do what it took to say. At that point, I was like, well, fine. If y'all won't be out there, get it. 
And now I look back and I hate that. I hate that I was one of those popular people that ever went to this school and I never ran for Mr. Ram. I didn't run for Mr. Ram because I knew all the responsibilities. Y'all yeah. asked some a good question. I would just like to say, like, don't be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. If you're comfortable, you're going the wrong way. I'm not saying don't have fun. You can have fun in whatever career. They have a great time. They live in California. They got to go out here and think, this is a budget. This is a set. Yeah. They got to come out there doing what they love to do. But they still have to be uncomfortable. They don't know none of y'all, so that's an uncomfortable position, but they're comfortable in their careers. Y'all see a difference? So be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the greatness comes from. Sorry. No, but to keep it two Virgils with you beyond that, this is like what we do as our side hustle. To keep it two, what, what did you say? two Virgils, which okay. is like, you know, a hundred. Keep it a hundred. Um, to be completely <laughs> honest with y'all, like we work corporate jobs, we work nine to fives. I had to go to work on Sunday so I could be out of work Monday and Tuesday. So it's a lot of risk involved. Uh, typically, I would be like, damn, I ain't trying to really call off work. But then it's like, if this is what I say that I want to do full time, then I have to be willing and ready to take risks and lean into opportunities when they present themselves. You know, a lot of times we're so busy telling the universe, asking God, praying, please give me opportunities. Please allow me to walk through, you know, into different spaces and opportunities. And when they show up, we're not prepared to lean in. So this is an example to your point of being uncomfortable and doing things that you wouldn't normally do to continue to get to the places that you really want to be, you know? If you're a preacher, just say that. Yeah, right, amen. Right. Side bar. So be that you live what most would consider to be a dream. You're a college graduate, you have a beautiful family, you have a thriving career. But when we're in college, I know when I was in college, it was rough. Like, I knew what I was aspiring to be, but the feelings that I were feeling while I was getting to it was like, you know what, I'm over this, I'm ready to drop out, it's too much, biology isn't doing what it was supposed to do, I need to switch my major. It was a lot. So. What advice would you give to current students who are feeling that contrast, but they still aspire to be change makers and achieve their goals and their dreams? It's gonna sound cliche, and you're gonna be like, oh, I've heard this a million times, but you gotta do what you love doing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're doing something that you just think is gonna get you a good check, it's gonna fade out, you're gonna end up hating it. My wife is doing that right now. My wife has us in like $150,000 worth of debt, to be a project manager. She has a great career, makes over $100,000 a year. She's great, but it drives her crazy because that's not her passion. Yeah. She always enjoys doing like buildings and stuff like that. What she really likes doing is interior design and styling. That's what she really likes doing, right? But now, once you get on the other side, see so many times y'all try to rush this part, thinking that it's better on the other side, and it's so much worse. Like seriously, like I was just talking to Lay, Lay who's doing photography, like that's my sister. Like, that's somebody, I always come back to school and meet people, like y'all should know that by now. Lay is somebody who's always in my DMs. Doc, can I shout at you and take pictures? Yes, pull up. Doc, can I, yes. So, but Lay was just telling me how, you know, she was having a financial hardship, you know? And I was just telling her, like, that don't stop when you get no. out of this university umbrella, is what I like to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that never stops. So, to that point, like, you have to just keep going. That's why I tell the stories of getting caught smoking weed. That's why I tell the stories about getting academically kicked out and having to write a letter to get back to school. Yeah. Right? Because it's not going to be an easy journey. 
it's not going to be a different world, right? Y'all probably don't do it everywhere. Yeah. But it's not going to be this cakewalk where you just go through four years, have a great time, you play, you graduate, after cool valley, you go get you a $100,000 a year job, and you sit. No. It's not going to be anything like that. The struggles you're experiencing right now, they only magnify. Because when you leave here, you don't have the benefit of saying, I'm a college student. By the time you get out, everybody's expecting you to already have it figured out. And what upsets me the most about y'all, I promise, and it's not your fault, it's the administration's fault. But what upsets me the most is they don't stress internships enough to y'all. The only time you think it's time for you to do an internship is your senior year. By then, it's way too late. You need to be doing internships your freshman year. Not to see what you like, but to see what you don't like. It will suck to go four years getting a degree in a profession you think you like, you get a job and it ain't paid. Yeah. But if you did an internship there, you would know that you didn't want to do that. Also, college is all about connections. When you're doing these internships, you're getting connections. The reason I've been able to have a successful 20-year career in doing a reason I'm hosting in comedy is because of connections I made on this campus. The reason I'm sitting in this chair because of connections, Fred Whitfield, the manager of that, I mean, Fred Whitfield, the manager of T- uh, Terrence J, called me a couple of weeks ago. They work with y'all around all the time. They work with Parker. Hey, Doc, do you think, yes, TV up, connections. Yeah. Chico Bean, 85 South, Yahoo Bean, right here on this campus. That's where he started. He and I, kicking. We started the FSCS. I, I wear this religiously. Me, Bean, Darren Brand, and my brother Franklin had a four-man show that's similar to the 85 South show. And we did it for 10 years. That form, that, that brotherhood was formed on this campus. Y'all don't know what you're going to grow up to be. Yeah. So love on everybody. So that when everybody grows up and successful, they remember you. Period. You dig what I'm saying? Like, like I'm, I swear I'm telling y'all the real. It sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Whatever it is, I like entertaining people. I like having a good time. Mm-hmm. I found a way to create a career where I can provide for my family doing that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was, that was a jam. You ate that? Oh, no crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> so being a creative or the face of a brand, we're always on, you know, especially in the age of social media, we're open to criticism and people sharing their opinions. Um, unsolicited. Yeah, unsolicited. So how do you manage your mental health in today's like society and continue to like push forward with your mission, your purpose? I'm a Virgo. Yeah. Yes, it's the Virgos in the house today. Shout out to the Virgos. Virgo so, so like, we don't take too kindly to people talking drunk to us. And we feel like if you say something to us, not only do we have to say something back, but we have to crush you so vicious that you never make that mistake ever, ever again. Right? Right. So I've honed certain skills. (laughs) um, Growing up, I was very unattractive. I know. You can't believe me now. I know. I know. I know. But trust. And I used to have big, thick glasses. Like, we grew up super projects. So, like, all I had was jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was little, I couldn't fight, all I had was jokes. So my jokes had to be vicious, like, hurt your feelings. And I mastered those skills. And so when people talk to me, I know that I have the power 
of words. So I have to use that with wisdom. Yeah. There was a time in my life where everybody would get it. Listen. And but they, but you can say things on social media that can never be erased. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through without sharing too much, but I'm sure y'all been in the WSSU group chats. I've had my share of uh, situations on social media, and now I have to be more cognizant of who I'm talking to. Is this person even worth it? When you're checking comments, because people are gonna say stuff, and they're gonna, you can't get too high with the compliments, and you definitely can't get too low with the negatives. You dig what I'm saying? Case in point, I was auditioning um, two weeks ago to do a morning show in Atlanta, right, on V103, the Heritage Station. Very excited. Went down there for a week auditioning, thought it went well. I get back to North Carolina, and on Monday, they run a segment asking the people why you're mad. People calling up, I'm mad because y'all had that dude on last week. Who the heck was that? Want the want the want. And I'm sitting there and that crushed me. Right. Like, it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like on a on, like that really, really crushed me to the point where I had to talk to my therapist. Yeah. I did. Like I had to make an emergency conversation. Like I need I need at least 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Because and I ther my therapist saved my life. I know a lot of times in black households we told them, you only go to talk to God about your problems. Don't talk to nobody else. But the same way you can go to the gym by yourself and get results, you get better results if you have a trainer, right? The same way with therapy. You can get through life by yourself. But there are people who actually go to school to tell you why you're dealing with certain things you're dealing with. And sometimes, I grew up in a church, so I know prayer. But sometimes prayer ain't enough. Sometimes you just need somebody to bask conversation with. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so my therapist, like, we got to talk about this, and she just had to remind me, and something that I saw y'all send me earlier, but imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, imposter syndrome is real. Like, imposter syndrome, if you don't know what it is, it's you telling yourself you can't do what you know you can do. On the most basic level. Yeah. That's imposter syndrome. And we, we suffer from that as creatives a lot. You put out a video, and you're thinking, this is the one. Like, this, at least 20,000 views. <laughs> at least, this one's going to be one right here. Two might be. You think the IG broke. That does, something, that does something to you. The shadow man. The, the, the shadow man is real. Like you, so to that point, though, like you just have to remember and be confident in who you are. But the only way you can do that is by failing. Failures make the biggest W's. And in college, again, why you have the university number of allow yourself to fail. But you can only fail if you're trying to do stuff. Just sit back like, I mean, I, I know we got the mask on the bar, and I want to do a podcast, but I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to wait until I graduate. That's stupid, because the people that you want to talk to on the podcast are here. What happens is you get them here, and when they grow up, they remember you. I experienced it this whole weekend. There's so many people that recognize my voice, they're like, oh, man, my voice is synonymous with their college experience. So when they hear it, it's like, oh, nostalgia. Build that nostalgia with each other, I promise. Build the community. <laughs> it's time to find out who runs the yard. Introducing the 2023 Nike Yard Runners, student leaders at our nation's historically black colleges and universities, fearlessly inspiring change and boldly representing a rich legacy that started on the yard. Step into their world, witness their journey and be part of the movement. Head to Nike.com or the Nike app and grab your school or yard runner gear now. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. 
Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. 
For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. So you have your hands in a lot. You really do. Have you ever had a moment where you have hit a wall and where you felt burned out, like you just couldn't continue going on? And if so, how did you navigate through that? Like I said earlier, you just gotta keep going for real. You're gonna hear way more no's than you're yes. For audition for Atlanta, I already told you I didn't get the job. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna get that those things suck. I remember Terrence J. I remember trying out for BET New Faces. Some of y'all probably just being born around that time. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. BET was looking for hosts because AJ and Free had left. Yeah. So they had this big campaign on who's gonna be the new faces of 106 and Park. And I remember going there, driving down to Atlanta, Georgia to audition. And in that time frame, again, I was cocky. I told you, the alpha story. Like, I was just very cocky. And life will humble you. Yeah. Life will humble you. Yeah. I went down there, horrible audition, didn't get the job. Mm. And that hurt. You did know what I'm saying? Like, and watching Terrence get the job and then seeing super, super, for years, I couldn't help but have a comparison on my own life. 
Dang, man, if I would have just been more prepared. Dang, I could, I could be Terrence J. For, I tell you, for years I went through that, my own demons, the imposter syndrome. I don't think I've ever, ever admitted this, but that is a fact. And again, like, through therapy, you learn, like, how to just believe more in yourself. You learn, again, about abandonment issues and how you want to be a people pleaser so much that sometimes you just do yourself a disservice by trying to please other people, other folks. You get what I'm saying? But to the point of the question, um, you just got to keep going. Like, you're going to hear no's. Sometimes somebody told me recently that if you hear enough, the devil cannot close doors. Listen. They said the devil, I don't my first time hearing this. He said the devil cannot close doors. He only opens doors so that you fall through. That's what the devil does. If a door closes, that was God. Listen. And that's like that was a bar to me. Because yeah. that so crazy. <laughs> now, that was a That's not a He clocked in, yeah. <laughs> Seriously though, and when you think about that, like, that makes good sense. Like, yeah, the devil's gonna open up doors, you can track and fall in it, but if a door closes, I promise you that was God sending you in a different direction. So trust that. Be sad about it for however long, get over it, and then get back to the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll that. That was real. You know, I really love that you're really speaking to your individual journey because I feel like for so, so many of us, myself included, it's easy to look at what everybody else is doing and what are they getting and why am I not getting that opportunity? I've been putting in just as much work. We have that feeling, that sentiment all the time. I'm like, girl, you see what they got. Right. right. You saw it and we started first. Yeah. You know, it comes up, but I just want to encourage all of y'all, no matter what it is that you're doing, to put your blinders on. You have to be so intensely focused on your own story, your own journey. Nobody's gonna get what you are supposed to get. Nobody's gonna take from you what you're supposed to have, right? Nothing that's for you will ever pass you. And I love that you're just speaking to the comparison that you might have been feeling, but like you're here having your own moment and everybody else is gonna have their own moment, but the two don't coincide, they don't overlap, you know? So just be empowered and encouraged to live out your own story, you know? Yeah. Yeah, where's my... So, I love that you're using your voice here to talk about mental health and you brought up your therapist. How else do you feel like we can continue to reduce the stigma about mental health, especially in marginalized communities? A lot of black men don't aren't as open about, oh, I'm going to talk to my therapist. I had to make a 911 appointment. What, like, how do we continue to keep that conversation going where you know, we feel comfortable? I really don't know the answer to that question, like, and that's being honest. I think with therapy, there has to be something that makes you want to go to therapy, yeah. right? Like, I tried therapy twice. The first time I tried therapy, I said, I want a white woman mm -hmm. as my therapist. And the reason was because I was like, yeah, I want somebody that's so different from me that they can't have a biased opinion. Like, they're just, like it's going to be completely unbiased. But being in those sessions, there's such a detachment I mean, there's such an attachment like that, it was not beneficial for either one of us. Yeah. So I left therapy alone, and I blanketed all of therapy with that experience. Then further down the line, I was having issues, quite transparently, in my marriage. I was just making a bunch of stupid decisions professionally and in my marriage that I just didn't understand why. And it forced me to go, and I said, you know what, this time, I'm gonna talk to a black man. Yeah, that's what you know. He knows me, right? So I get to therapy, signed up for this blackout. When I get there, they had overbooked him. And they said, the only person here is this black lady named Jackie Horton. 
Even better. And they said, you can go to her or you can wait two weeks and come back to him. And it was just in my spirit, I have to talk to somebody today or I'm going to freaking lose it. And I went with Jackie Horton. And when I tell you the best experience, like, they always say a black woman, but y'all really are. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, man, the source. Yeah. Like, black women are just, no, no shades in any other race, but it's just something different about black women. It's just a coddling. It's a, it's a maternal instinct, it's a love, it's a conversation, it's an understanding, it's an acceptance. And um, it was the best thing ever. So from there, like I um, started a group called No Man, and this is for husbands only. Like, you know, you have to be a husband, you can't be engaged, you have to be married, and it's like 70 of us in the group. And it's just a safe haven space for us to just dialogue and just, we once a week we'll have a conversation dealing with marriage, but then the rest of the week is just trash talking, all your cowboy stuff, all your, like just good vibes, just a bunch of trash talking. And then, you know, like, so that, those are things that I like to do to try to continue to build that. And then they can take that information, and hopefully they're raising their sons like that and having conversation. And that conversation, and we just sort of change the narrative that we have growing up. Hopefully, um, that's just being done. Yeah, it's definitely generational. I feel like, yeah, the more self-aware we are, the more we're more aware than our parents' generation and, you know, the generation before that. So I'm sure that you all will continue to be more self-aware and we'll keep pushing this narrative forward where we can talk about tough things because the truth is we be going through it. Yeah. It's just is what it is. Exactly. Yes, it does. For everybody. Like, regardless of how good somebody else's situation look like, you on Instagram, you see the highlights. You see everybody's highlight reel. So when you see somebody, you're like, oh, I feel like I have to live up to this, H to this IG persona that I've created. So stop creating false personas and just post what you're posting. Post your life. Post what you like doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's very important. Right. Speaking of self-awareness, I want to know what does self-care look like for you? Because I feel like as a black woman, we've pretty much grabbed self-care by the neck and owned that and walked in that. But I don't hear men talking about self-care a lot. So what does self-care look like for you? I'm going to tell you why. It's interesting. I didn't even know what that word meant when y'all sent it to me. Oh. And my homie Jay, I asked her, I said, what is self-care? Mm. And she was like, because a woman, right? She said, it's awarding yourself grace. Like, giving yourself grace so that you can give grace to other people, right? And from that space, men usually, especially black men, don't allow ourselves to give ourselves grace. Mm -hmm. We're so dependent upon it, not just in our friend circles, but usually in our family circles, and then in social circles. So we feel like, as men, a lot of times, we can't slip, we can't show you weakness, we can't show you flaws. And if we do, damn, we know we let somebody down. Not allowing ourselves, my son is going through this thing, and it's crazy when you say allowing grace. I, I, I use that same terminology with my son earlier. He's 17, he um, was a junior in high school, right? His role to playing basketball has been very, very um, dissatisfying, for lack of better words. We finally found him a space in Charlotte where he's on a team, first time in high school, his junior year, and he's on JV. And he's upset about it because he knows that his peers are all oh, you're 11th grader on JD, right? But I told him, bro, give yourself some grace. 
Like you've never played basketball under a whistle in high school. You don't know the speed of a game. You've never been in a situation where it's two minutes left and you have to win a game. Get that experience and understand that the long-term goal is you want to play collegiate basketball. So I'm just having that conversation with him. Like, understand that, and I'll say that to you, to, to the men in the room. Understand it's okay for us to mess up. Yeah. Understand it's okay for us to not to 100% know how to love correctly. Right? Like, when we're growing up, a lot of times as men, we talk that we can only have two emotions. Happy and mad. That's it. Don't show no sadness. Don't show no fear. Don't, nah, you can't show no fear. It's okay to be scared. Like, these are emotions that we're supposed to experience. There's no shade in feeling those experiences. If, if that's the reason why a lot of times, like, you get events like this, you see it's 80% women and 20% men. Mm -hmm. Because men, like, they don't want to show a side where they feel like they have to learn yeah. or they don't know something. But that's, again, generational, like we were taught. Because if you think about it, our fathers and our grandfathers, they lived in a time where they couldn't show fear. They had to be strong. They couldn't be out in the community being soft. So they raised their sons for that, right? So what we have to do is we have to start changing the conversations that we're having with our men. We have to change the conversations that we're having with each other. Like, I was taught in therapy that you're never angry. Or your anger, or anger is a result emotion. Yeah. Like you're not just angry; you're angry because of something. Yeah. Either you feel disrespected, or your feelings are hurt, or somebody lied to you. That that made you angry. So if you can you you can decipher what made you angry and deal with that, you're less likely to be angry. Yeah. And these are the types of conversations that we got to start having, and letting folks know that it's okay to feel certain ways. It's okay to show your emotions. That does not make you any less of a man. That does not emasculate you. It actually shows a lot of maturity, especially emotional maturity. Yeah. He eats y'all up. <laughs> so what would you say are the first steps for that, for like young brothers like these who are like, uh? Is it like getting a mentor? Is it just start talking to their homie who probably have never been like, you know, had these conversations about self-care. They're going to walk out of here and be like, so what's y'all self-care practice? Right. You know? See, I think, I think words like that throw you off. Self-care. Like, what are your self-care practices? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what is, is self-care? Like, I don't get manicures, pedicures. Like, is that self-care? You get what I'm saying? Like, but it's guys that like, you get manicures. Yes. Mm -hmm. Gloss on them. Make your face shine. I didn't get a chance to get that today, but you know the vibes. <laughs> Like, it's okay, so self-care, sometimes self-care is nothing more than just in your room by yourself listening to nothing, or just, I like to go driving and, and nothing. No music, no nothing. That's self-care for me, because we're in environments where it's always rowdy, always teed up. So for me, my self-care, you know, so like, I think, I don't know if those are the words that would be used, or maybe being educated and more comfortable using those words, yeah. you know what I'm saying, because we don't, we don't tend to use self-care. Like, you wouldn't ask them what's the self-care practices. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how you want to show up? Like, what you going to Yeah, you know dive out. Or how do you check in with yourself mentally? Because I feel like that's a big component of self-care. Uh, the wellness industry has 
package self-care like manicure, pedicure, massage, hair done, eyelashes, all of that. But it's so much deeper, you know, like you mentioned, is sometimes it's things that don't cost any money. It's like, what am I feeling today? It's checking in with your mind, checking in with your heart, checking in with your spirit. You know, what do you need right now in this moment? So maybe the conversation isn't what is your self-care practice, but how are you checking in with yourself? How's your mental health right now? I think that's, I, I like that. And that's something that you just educated me on, and that's something that I'll share. Like, I think we should start doing that. Yeah. Just ask them, like, are you good, bro? Are you good mentally? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you don't know, like, I had a friend of mine, I just found out that he lost his mother to a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, and that's why he wasn't, why I didn't see him at homecoming. You know, like, and I, I felt a little guilty, like, dang, like, I should have checked on my bro, like, when I realized that he, I didn't see him, like, dang, everything good? We, should, we just don't do that enough. So I do think, but again, that, that's with intentionality. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a very important word, man. You have to be intentional yeah. in whatever you're doing, in your schoolwork, in your loving, in your in your relationships, in your relationship with yourself, with your relationship with whatever spiritually. You have to be intentional. Yeah. And I think intentionally asking people and, and, and taking that serious, like, yo, you good mentally though? Yeah. Like, I know it's exam, but you good mentally. I know you have your rough homecoming. You good? Everything good? So fellas, we do that, can we start that? I'm gonna start that right here at WSSU. Y'all know we train stuff. Like, let's be clear. Like, it's a lot of stuff that was started right on this campus that the world is enjoying. Yeah. Like, before I let go, by Beyonce. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's us. Okay. That's WSSU at the beginning of that. Love that. Turn it on, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but fellas, can we start that intentionally? Not obeying, but just when it hits your spirit, just ask your brother and your sister how they doing mentally. Can we start that at you? And we'll be checking it. So, B Dot, you shared a lot. You dropped a lot of gems, preached a sermon today. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Is there any final thing that you want to leave the students with? today? I love y'all. Like, for real. I love y'all, man. Like, I genuinely love y'all. And if you don't know anything about me, I love my alma mater. I would live in this place. And like I tell y'all all the time, I'm just a DM away. Some people listen and take it back. They, they jump on it. Some people don't. But I am a DM away. I've made a lot of connections through the years. If there's something you need, if I can't get you directly in contact with that person, I'm sure I know somebody that knows somebody. So continue like this. Continue to take your L's and continue to enjoy the hell out of your W's. Oh, okay. But enjoy this moment. Like, please do not rush this moment. I was out here last weekend with thousands of people that wish they could swap seats with y'all right now. And you talk to it alone right now, you ask them, if I could snap my fingers and you be a student and I be where you at, would you do it? Every one of them, me included, would say yes right now. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man. And I know it might not feel like that right now. You can have these dorms. You can have these. I was so happy walking in my dorm room down yesterday, my old dorm. I was in Brown yesterday, went up there giving out some dollars. Like, it felt good just being this. They used to let you know, dang, I shot in the wrong dorm. Right. Bro, now listen, on a fifth floor, I thought it was good. See? What floor are you in? I know, I was up there with a female that gave it to us. She got a Halloween sign up. It was like 515, I think it was, something like that. Nevertheless, the moral of the story is the money coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. It's gone. Spent. Now, you missed that blessing. 
But again, man, I'm serious. The last words, enjoy being around, man, because this is going to follow you. And participate in stuff, man. Yes. Pledge. Be a part. Go to, go to um, coronation on homecoming. Be a part of Mass Mom Department. Start your podcast here. Whatever you're thinking about, I'm going to start this when I graduate. Start it now. If styling is what you do, find out who the coolest person on campus and say, yo, let me style you for the next event. Yeah. That's how you start to build your audience and build your network and build your net worth eventually. Yeah. But I love y'all. That's all I want y'all to know about me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will say, I'm very inspired by you here as an alumni. I'm inspired by all of y'all being here as students at an HBCU. Like I said, I did not have this experience and just to see all of these beautiful black faces and all of y'all being together, it just warms my heart. So continue to do the good work that you're supposed to do and be the person that you're supposed to be. Yes, so happy. piggybacking. Yes, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Chula, 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 Good job, man. Love it. Period. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Thank y'all. Now, we, we, we would never tell y'all a lie. We would never tell y'all a lie. I'm sure that you got some good information from the conversation, a gem or two, that you can take and put into your pocketbook, your toolkit. Like we said, I had such a good time having this conversation with BDOT and just at Winston-Salem State University in general. The students were so cute. So sweet. Everyone was a real joy to be around. You guys are such a light. Um, BDOT, so warm, so inviting. Mm -hmm. I really felt like you all, you know, the WSSU students and alum were inviting us into your house and just being so hospitable and kind to us so it was just a real treat being amongst you all and seeing the hbcu pride alive and well it was something to see it was a sight to see yes. i definitely can say that my hbcu experience was amazing thanks mm -hmm. to y'all so we hope you all enjoyed this conversation we have a few more conversations to share with you so stay tuned in the upcoming week and thank y'all thank y'all yes for we'll listening try, we'll try, we'll try.